to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Thiessen. May to August PPM ratings are out, and for the first time in 15 years, Toronto's Q107 is the number one commercial radio station, topping the ratings with women and men 25 to 54, as well as women 18 to 34. It also proved to be a good book for other stations in the rock, modern rock, or classic rock formats, including Show Montreal, Vancouver's Rock 101 and Seafox, X929 in Calgary, and Edmonton's Sonic. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we talk to Chorus Regional Program Director Tammy Cole on rock having a moment and Q107 staying the course as a familiar destination in uncertain times. I'm Tammy Cole, and I'm the Regional Program Director for Chorus, covering Toronto and Hamilton. Um, It's my second time in Toronto. I've been all across Canada, so Edmonton twice, uh, Sudbury, Kelowna, Winnipeg, and then Toronto twice. So half of that on air and half of that in management. So it's, it's been a wild ride for sure. So first of all, congratulations, Tammy. 15 years. What's your assessment of what's going on? You know what? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like it's been a slow, gradual, methodical process bringing Q to number one and, you know, just making sure that we were staying the course and really important to bring rock back to Q107 and making sure that we were doing it the right way and not too fast. And I think too, during the COVID pandemic is not to be distracted but to be focused by it and what does that station mean to people who are going through this crisis what is our responsibility and I think that was to inform but also to provide some escape and I think that people came to Q107 to have familiar personalities you know John Derringer and Johnny Garbett and Ryan Parker have been on the station for such a long time and they're familiar they're comforting same with Joanne Wilder So I think that the fact that they didn't do the poor me, even though they were all separated and a lot of them broadcasting from home, they really just stuck to the plan. And I think that that consistency and familiarity was was a big deal to the audience. There's a real story here because Q107 wasn't just number one with adults 25 to 54. It was number one with women and it was also number one with women 18 to 34 and then just behind cbc radio one with men 18 to 34 did you change your programming approach at all heading into the pandemic we didn't change the approach we stayed the course in what our plans were and that was to really solidify q107 as the mainstream rock station that wasn't stereotypical and not just chasing men, um, but just being inclusive. I think if you're going to be a radio station, especially in a market like Toronto, your programming has to be inclusive and you may target men predominantly, but you don't alienate anyone else. You know, you don't alienate any of the other aspects of your audience just because you may not directly target them. And we've been really careful in our approach to that. And so it's nice to see that people are coming to Q107. It's not a scary rock station. It just plays the biggest rock music. And I think that men and women appreciate that. 
Well, I've been wondering if classic hits hasn't been having a moment. Like, I feel like you can't turn on a Pixar movie without hearing, you know, a blockbuster. But also, if you've checked out the Netflix spinoff, Cobra Kai, like literally William Zabka's driving around in a Firebird listening to Rat and GNR. There's been a lot of talk about the popularity of throwback and a lot of rebrands recently in that vein. Do you think that it is all about familiarity in a time of uncertainty? I think it's about familiarity. I also think that, especially for the classic rock genre, is because the music really stands the test of time, it does get passed down generation to generation. So you have young people in that 1834, which isn't the cue target, but because of what you're saying, the access to streaming and just that music is no longer so segregated to how old you are, what gender you are, it's, it's become so much more inclusive that younger people are discovering this music for the first time and the music's so great it just holds up and and i think that you know classic rock in particular just has that factor to it yeah chorus's rock 101 also did well in this book and has been doing well uh, particularly with women do you think this opens up a bigger discussion about about that stereotype of women not being the primary target of rock or classic hits. Yeah, I, I really think it does. And and I think it goes the other way too, where, you know, we have female targeted stations and male targeted stations. And I think the biggest thing that we're learning is, you know, if you are inclusive when it comes to gender, when it comes to ethnicity, and you know, we're our worst enemies trying to put ourselves in these formatic boxes. And when you're really careful about going, okay, yeah, men will like this, but is this going to put off women? Or is this going to put off a group of the population where they're going to not necessarily be offended by it, but it's just not going to resonate as something that they see in their lives. And I think that we're really being mindful of that inclusivity. You've had a fairly stable on-air lineup compared to a lot of other stations in the market. How much do you think that paid off in the long run? It's interesting because our our lineup is half long-standing Q personalities. The other half are people that are brand new. And I think what's been really great about the on-air lineup of Q is, you know, the morning show, you know, Derringer, Garbett, Ryan, they are championing the new people that are joining the station and giving their endorsements and being encouraging. The same thing with Joanne Wilder, like they're, they're great teammates to have. And when we moved Fearless Fred from the edge to Q107, people thought we were crazy. But then once John Derringer thought it was okay, then it was okay with everybody else. Well, you know, if John says it's okay, and, you know, they just have that credibility. And it's great to see Fred as the number one drive personality. Um, we've added Dan Chen and Kella, who, you know, spent a lot of time in the market in top 40. And it all goes to breaking those boundaries and those boxes of, oh, she's just a top 40 person. No, she loves rock music. She knows this music. She relates to this music. So it's, it's being open um, in our hiring practices, being open-minded and not stereotypical and, you know, pushing some boundaries. So obviously you are also PD for The Edge, which is one of those stations that sort of struggled 
you know, to find or solidify a morning show, I guess, do you feel that you've reached that place? Yeah, I do. And I mean, it's really hard for any morning show to get started in Toronto. And we know that our morning show track record has been a difficult one and that we needed to own some of the mistakes that we've made and to bring in a team that we know that, you know, people don't really know them, but you can root for them. They're, they're the underdog team. They're not trying to be any of the, the previous shows. They really have kind of their own personality and, you know, we want to be patient with them and just let them thrive as, as who they are. And it's nice to see that they're, they're starting to resonate with the audience. And, you know, both, both stations, you know, through the good times and bad have at least had, you know, especially in the last couple of years, a sense of camaraderie and teamwork, even during some dark, dark days. Obviously, there are a lot of factors that go into ratings, I guess, coming into the fall and in this uncertainty of how long things are going to be disrupted. How much emphasis are you putting on what historically were commuter day parts? Or are you purposely doing anything to kind of reflect what might be longer periods of at-home listening? Yeah, we're, we're really mindful that people's habits have changed, put a lot of emphasis on smart speaker and app tuning, um, all of those things to just remind people that, you know, we'd love for them to listen in their cars, but realize that there are so many people where they're at home, but they can still enjoy the commute to the coffee machine from the bedroom as much as, you know, on the gardener. And just reframing it to make it not seems so drastic. We all know that things have really changed, but there's comfort in going, okay, yeah, I might not have a commute, but I can still listen to my favorite show. And you do have to remind people of that. Like everybody's brains are scattered and trying to adjust. And now we're going into a a very uncertain back to school time. So it's just reminding people of where they can find you and how they can use you to, you know, get through their day. It's such a team effort. And you know, we're all really happy and excited, but we're also looking to the future to make sure that we stand our ground in, you know, the commitments that we've made to the audience. And as much as we enjoy this, we still continue to show up, whether in person or virtually every day and, and entertain the audiences throughout this difficult time and beyond. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. This was fun. Our thanks to Tammy Cole. For more on the latest PPM ratings, you can find David Bray's analysis at broadcastdialogue.com. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Teeson. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, 
Voice Talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.